Hello, this is Jana, and I'm here with seven stories written by you. Yes, the time has come to announce and read out the winning entries for our pet story writing competition. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in a true story about their beloved pets. I've enjoyed reading through all of them. Thank you also for the gorgeous photos you sent in. We've received so many entries: tales of cats, garden birds, canaries, chicks, hens, lizards, pet fish, a gerbil, a pony, but mostly dogs. Judging by your stories, dogs are definitely the most popular pets among our listeners. Astro Pup will be pleased to hear that, though don't tell him there are quite a lot of cat lovers out there too. It was ever so hard to choose from so many brilliant stories. Some were happy, some were sad, some were hilarious. Originally, we said that we would pick five winners, but because we had so many entries, I had to choose two more. Each and every story was so lovely, and as much as I'd like to, I'm so sorry I wouldn't be able to read them all out. And so, without further ado, and in no particular order. Here they are. This time round, we had more stories from girls than boys. However, the first winner is an exception. It's a boy, Andrea Meneghini, aged eleven, from Italy. Now, Andrea has already written a winning story for us in a past competition, and although we do like to spread out our awards, I just couldn't resist this super sweet tale about his little canary. It's called Sipi. The singing that opens ears and hearts. It was a Saturday morning last summer, and I was cleaning my canary's cage when I accidentally knocked down the cage and the door opened. My canary got scared and flew out. Unfortunately, the living room window was open. And the bird escaped outside, into the garden, and then into the street and somewhere else. I was very worried because I thought my little bird named Sipi was hurt. The same day, me and my daddy attached a poster of my lost yellow canary to all of the neighbourhood. After three days, no one had seen my little yellow bird, and all hopes were lost. When I heard a tweeting near my bedroom window. On the window sill, there was my canary watching me through the glass. So very carefully, I opened the window and tried to grab it, but it flew onto my shoulder. I slowly turned and walked gently to the living room with Sipi on my shoulder, where I opened the cage door, and Sipi flew into it. My feathered friend drank fresh water, ate a slice of apple, and a lot of seeds. Then. Cp began singing long and loud. My ears were all open and my heart too. After that day, I was always very careful when polishing the cage, and I always will be. Because I love so much my pet. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for your sweet story about your beautiful canary. I'm so glad he came back to you, singing his heart out.
Now the next story is written by Bernadette Haynes, age thirteen, from Australia. It's called Jasper meets his brother. Hi, Story Nori listeners. I'm a brindle whippet named Jasper. I'm only a pup, but a very anxious pup. When I meet the things I fear, I get terrified, like fireworks. Microwave, vacuum. I could go on with that list all day. Please do not laugh at my fears. For example, you might not think that microwaves, even the very thought, makes me shiver. Are scary, but dogs' hearing is much better than humans, so the sound of a microwave is like. The sound of a volcano to us. My greatest fear, however, is not fireworks, microwaves, or vacuums. It is being home alone without my masters. I do not have a doggy brother or sister at home, so if my masters go out, then I am all alone. When they are out. Frightening thoughts chase themselves round and round in my head. What if my masters never came back? What if the vacuums and microwaves attack me? What if a firework hits the house and I die? And so on and on in this chain of worry and anxiety until <coughs> my masters are home and I jump around and wag my tail for joy. My masters knew that I was an anxious dog, and they wanted to help me. One day, I heard one of my masters talking on the phone to a lady called Paula. I know that Paula is a whippet breeder, because I was from Paula originally. My master was saying that she wanted to come to look for another dog. You could not imagine how happy I was. On the long drive, all I could think was that on the way back I would have a brother or sister. After driving up the freeway for what felt like ages and ages, we finally arrived at Paula's house. I was put on my leash and taken out of the car. Paula firstly showed my masters and me a whippet called Figaro. Figaro was dark caramel with a few brown spots, but Figaro and I did not get on together. So my masters asked if Paula had any other whippets. She had just one other. Paula returned with a small, light caramel puppy trotting behind her. "Hello, what is your name?" said the little puppy. "My name is Jasper," I answered. "What's your name?" "I used to be called Buddy," he replied. "I used to have masters, a boy and his mother, who got me from here." The boy called me Buddy. That night, the boy wanted me to sleep in his bedroom, but the mother put me in the laundry. I am just a pup, as you see, and like most pups, I am not toilet trained yet. So I did just a tiny poo in the laundry. The next day, the lady opened the laundry door to let me out, and she saw my poo. She called for her son to come downstairs and told him that she was taking me back to Paula's today, so they brought me here, 
and that was the last I saw of them. How long ago did this happen, Buddy? I asked. A few days ago, Jasper, said Buddy. Jasper, time to go. It was one of my masters. They pulled on my leash. I was just about to say farewell to Buddy when another of my masters said, "You're coming too," and they scooped Buddy into their arms. As I sat on my master's lap in the car, a warm feeling spread from the tip of my tail to the top of my nose. I had a brother. When we got home, my masters were talking about what to call Buddy because they did not like that name. By that evening, they had decided to call him Indy. As I lay in bed that night, I whispered to my brother, "Indy, welcome to a new life with my masters and me." Thank you, Bernadette, and well done. That was really imaginative to write a true story from a pet's point of view, but it seems you were not the only one with that idea. Our next story is written by Safira Walder. Aged eleven years from Auckland, New Zealand, she says, "Dear Story Nori, thank you so much for an amazing five years. Yes, I've been listening for five years. I'm now eleven years old, and my little cat called Buddy is almost four years old. I love Story Nori so much, and people say I've got an English accent, even though I'm from New Zealand. I am so happy to be able to take part in this competition." And my name is Safira. Thank you, everyone at Story Nori, for making me who I am. Hello, my name is Buddy. I'm a cat. I'm three years old, so my story starts like this. One day, I was lazing around on a Sunday morning when my human came over to me and scooped me up. I meowed, protesting loudly. She made a feeble attempt to calm me down, but of course I wasn't going to calm down. I was so scared. You will never believe it. She plopped me into a cardboard box. The shame of it! And the next minute we were driving down the road. I peeped out of one of the breath holes, and horror of horror, I saw the vet building out of the car window. I complained pitifully. Then the car stopped, and my human muttered something before picking up the box I was held captive in, and started walking towards the door of the vet. My head was full of horrible things like barking dogs or sick parrots. A few minutes later, a tall lady came, and the tall lady said, "Buddy, come on in." My human got up and picked me up. She took me through a door into a small room, and then my human opened the box. I was trembling. I leapt out and made a run for it. I hid under a small table and saw the vet coming towards me. I was totally petrified. Then she picked me up with her rubbery blue gloves. I tried to scream, but instead let out a high-pitched meow. And she plopped me back on the table. Then my human took hold of me and began to calm me down. Just as I thought I was okay, the vet came back over with a long, pointy thing. I took no notice, though. But then, ouch! I felt a sharp prick. But it was soon over. 
Then the humans chatted about me, and then back in the box I went. I soon fell back asleep, and then some time later, I woke up on my bed and I saw my human reading a small red book. Then I fell back to sleep. A few hours later, I woke up and trotted downstairs, and guess what? There was my favourite food kibbles that tasted heavenly. I was overjoyed, and that is where I leave my tale for now. Well done, Sophia and Buddy. Thank you very much for your story. Ouch! I hate needles too. The next story is written by Sophie Madeline, age nine, from England. She says, "Thank you, Story Nori. Sometimes when I have trouble falling asleep, I listen to the songs here." My favourite one at the moment is the pet competition song. It doesn't help me to sleep though; it makes me dance. Competition time! Competition. A touch of magic. My big sister was desperate for a puppy to care for and love all her life, so she would ask Mummy many a time for a puppy of her own. But the answer was always no. You see, my mum is not very fond of dogs, never has been, and always says they're too big a responsibility. She's just not a dog person. Well, that didn't stop my sister from looking or hoping for a dog. She used to search online for her favourite breed, until one day, she found some Cavapoo puppies advertised for sale. She immediately showed Mummy and literally begged to go see them. Not sure how my sister persuaded her, but to our surprise, Mummy said we could go and have a look at them, but not to get our hopes up. My sister rushed everyone in the car before Mummy could change her mind. Off we sped to the advertised breeder's house, which luckily wasn't too far. We arrived at the house, and I swear I could hear my sister's heartbeat dancing with excitement. As we rang the doorbell, we could hear cute little barks coming from inside. We went in and saw lots of little black fluffy pups excitedly bouncing around. There were other people there too, so we needed to act fast, if you know what I mean. It was rather crowded, but the breeder let us hold and cuddle the puppies, but said most of them are spoken for, so better be quick. The breeder handed a little confident pup to my sister. And in that moment, a bond was made. After a lot of cuddles, Mummy said we had to go, and would have to think about this. But as we were walking towards the door, little pup that would soon be named Alfie followed my sister out. The breeder laughed and said none of the other litter have followed anyone out before. He winked and said, "I think this little fellow has chosen his mummy." After much talking, can you believe it? My sister's begging paid off, but before the deal was made, Mummy very firmly said the dog was not her responsibility, and made my sister promise that she'd look after him and train him properly herself. So excited we were! My sister ran back inside with the happiest grin on her face. The little pup was waiting behind the door. After more chit chat with the breeder about vaccinations and other important stuff, it really was time to go and take our new baby home. Somehow the little pup knew that he was coming home with us, because he waddled straight to the door, following my sister, with his rear dancing from side to side and tail wagging excitedly.
Even though he could hear his mum crying, he didn't look back. It was meant to be. Alfie is the happiest, bounciest little thing and greets anyone who comes to visit with playful love and cheer. And do you know the most surprising thing that happened? My sister and I caught our mum red-handed having her morning coffee on the sofa. With Alfie on her lap, both looking very contented. In fact, she made that part of her morning routine. So it just goes to show that dogs really do have a touch of magic. And Alfie's magic dust certainly worked on our mother. Oh, thank you, Sophie. Yes, I think you're right. I've heard dogs choose their masters. And I believe they do have a magical or healing touch about them. Well done. Competition And that's all the stories I'm going to read for now. But there were so many great stories that I want to read, as many as I possibly can. So I will be back very soon with a few more tales written by you. And again, a great big thank you to everyone who sent us your wonderful stories. For now, from me, Jana, goodbye. <laughs>